The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet, I get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by Run Your Pool. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Survivor to get your free entry in our NFL Survivor Contest. First place gets five. $100 cash and a $250 gift card to the SGPN store. Driver, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Welcome to another Monday edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez, and we just got done with yet another exciting week of NASCAR racing and all the bets that go with it. And we're here to break it down for you as we do every single Monday. Cody, buddy, we're flying high again after a pretty, pretty fun weekend. That's right. It was another, another good weekend, another good race, man, again constant just action throughout the field strategies were crazy two more laps we might have had a different result in the race like just just insane man i'm oh i'm loving it so much the season's so good now we got two races for the playoffs shit's really getting tight man i love it but the cup wasn't the only exciting race i mean the truck race actually had a lot of stuff going on too i mean it wasn't necessarily as exciting as the as the uh cup race but there was a lot of stuff playing out in there, and Cody, because, again, we bet down the field, so we had stuff happening all over the track, and there was actually drama, maybe not at the front of the pack, but there was definitely drama in our bets for sure. So, I mean, kept us watching. Absolutely. So, uh, all right, look, we did just get done, obviously, uh, with Richmond, and now we move on to the road course in Watkins Glen, New York. Uh, it's kind of a slow, slow news week. We're not used to this, right? Compared to what we've gotten, man, there ain't nothing going on. <laughs> yeah, there was no breaking news, no fantastical stories out there this week. It was just sort of a ho-hum, let's transition into the next week. No major signings, no big beefs, although uh, we can probably talk about this now, and it really won't go too far into what we're going to talk about with our bets, but Kurt Busch, after the interview, says, we got Ross Chastained, and that was uh, that was probably the Kyle, biggest Kyle news of the week. Bush, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, a new new term in NASCAR, Ross Chastained. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk about that when we get to my bets. But, okay, good. Uh, yeah. Man, I just, we talked about a little bit in the Discord channel. I like the guy, but starting to be like, dude, what are we doing out here? Like, every week, man. Well, let's, on, let's uh, talk about I, that. I mean... 
get, let's talk about the, the fact that like some of the biggest names, right? I mean, Dale Earnhardt Sr., uh, you could probably throw Rusty Wallace in there every once in a while. Those guys got in a bit, wall trip. For sure, DW got under some skin. So, you know, these bad boys, as we put it, even Kyle Busch was one for a little while. Like, at what point are we just saying they're going to calm down? I mean, I don't know. I I guess maybe he's just going to fully lean into the bad boy thing now or what? I don't know. But just every week he finds himself in a position where he just... uh, Something that could have been avoided again. I mean, I I get they were kind of three wide there. Things were getting tight, but... Just let out of the gas. Do something, man. Just stop wrecking everybody. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. A, uh, again, I like the guy. You know, we hit him forty to one earlier in the season. It's kind of hard to hate a guy like that. But uh, yeah, I don't know if he just tone it down a little, buddy. I. But man, going going forward into the playoffs, it's gonna be hard to bet on him at all unless you get a long shot to win. But head to heads and stuff, it's gonna be real hard to bet on him. And it, we may end up betting against him a lot because he's gonna get. He's going to get his. It's coming. Dude, three quarters of the field does not like you and blames you for all these wrecks. So <laughs> it's, oof, you got it coming, buddy. <laughs> you know, we talked about it. It's like the NASCAR game where like he's driving on the track and everybody's red. There is not a single green driver <laughs> out there. swerving out of their way to wreck you. And- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's uh, funny because that that race did that, right? I mean, they literally were sliding out of their way to try to wreck it, and we saw Denny Hamlin run him down the track exactly like that, like a NASCAR yep, video yeah, game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it, it's just nuts. But yeah, I mean, not a lot of it's a quiet, quiet week, and I think that's okay as we yeah, start so to head into the playoffs. B- Bubba Wallace did sign his extension last week. It was after we recorded our shows, though, so multi-year extension for Bubba Wallace. Stay with twenty three eleven. Not shocking at all. Everybody saw this coming. They've said multiple times he is the future. He's going to be the guy. You're going to have him and Reddick teamed up on that team together. I think that's going to be a pretty good pairing. Kurt Busch maybe still in the mix a little longer too. Who knows? Obviously, he missed again this past weekend. Hopefully, he's going to be back soon. We're hoping everything's good with him, and it's not another Dale Earnhardt Jr., Casey Kane type situation where where it costs him a season or. Or future health issues and stuff. So uh, definitely, definitely thoughts with him. But yeah, Bubba Wallace locked down for for multiple uh, years extension at, at twenty three eleven again. No surprise there. They they've already said that he's he's their guy and they're going to build around him. And now him and Reddick for sure we know are locked into that team for a while. So that's that's twenty three eleven going forward. Hey man, when the big boss is sitting up there in your pit uh, pit box, man, that that's uh, that's something right there. See Michael Jordan lean forward and yeah, and exactly. watching you race. Yeah, and again, he had another good finish. I don't know. I think he was like tenth or something, maybe or right outside the top ten, maybe. But uh, another good week for him. So he's definitely been performing well. And uh, yeah, I like it for him. Um, I did have so obviously spoiler alert: Kevin Harvick won the race. Oh, I know. No uh, his, clip today. Sorry, guys. <laughs> his 60th career win, which is pretty remarkable, ties him on ninth on the all-time list with some guy named Kyle Busch. I <laughs> don't know what he's doing these days. Scrub. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, again, that's two two guys that are in the sport right now tied for ninth place on the all-time list. Like, that's pretty incredible that we're watching their their careers unfold here. And obviously, Harvick is getting toward the end of his Kyle Busch still has some time left uh, in his career. So, um, yeah, it's just, man, 
60 wins. That's a lot. And for Harvick to do a back-to-back, and we'll talk about Harvick, obviously, when we get into our bets. We were all over him this past week. We, I don't know why you didn't put him on there to win again, Rod. Come on. <laughs> I'm blaming that on you. You should. But uh, I think we might have even like discussed the possibility. I'd have to go back and listen to the tape exactly. But uh, I did give him out at some ridiculous odds to win the championship during our off week when we went over the odds and said he could find a way to win and get him sneak himself in there. Cause that was when he was outside the playoffs at the time, but uh, he's obviously definitely locked in now. And then chase Elliott also, if he finishes 33rd or better at Watkins Glen, that's all he has to do. And he wins the regular season championship, which is a massive, massive advantage. Those 15 bonus points. Um, if the playoffs were to start today, he would have 40 playoff points and Chastain would be second with 21. So a 19 point playoff point advantage, which man, that's, that's big. That's, that's going to be really big for him and that team going forward, especially with everything we've seen this year, all the craziness to have a cushion like that. I wouldn't say you're getting a mulligan necessarily, although I mean, maybe the first two rounds you almost have where you could have a bad race and, and get away with it. But, uh, yeah, again, 33rd or better. That doesn't include stage points, which he generally doesn't get stage points at road courses because of the strategy calls. And if he's up front, he most likely won't. But uh, so there's other things that could come into that. But 33rd or better, no matter what, Elliot's the champion. So barring an accident or a mechanical failure, I would say there's a good chance he wraps that up this weekend at Watkins Glen. That's nuts. But, you know, and it's funny, you gave out, Carvick at like 40 to one. We talked about it, but I gave him out in the beginning of the season at yep. like 15 to, 15 to one. Now yep. he's down at 12 to one, right where he was at the beginning of the season. So yep. yeah, I mean, hopefully, so you hopefully you're holding on to some tickets from early in the season, 15 to one. And then, yeah, was it 40 to one? Is that what you said? Yeah. You gave it a 40 yeah, to one. Yeah. I gave it a 40 to one during our back in June when we had the, the week off and we kind of discussed some futures and stuff. And again, at that point I went, I went back and I was listening to that audio, uh, to make a clip for Twitter. Uh, and yeah, I even said then I didn't, I didn't think he was going to win. I thought he was going to find another way to get in. And now he's got two wins. It's crazy. Obviously I've, I've come off of my stance a little on, on him not winning. I agreed with you a couple weeks ago. He won back to back, man. I did not see that coming after a 65 race winless streak. Just, you know, the old guy can still get it done. My faith is a slow burn, man. It's okay. Sometimes you it just got to hang with me. That's I, I may not get it right now. On, I don't think Martin Truex Jr. I think he's more done than anything. But uh, <laughs> that I'll agree we'll with see. you. Maybe that'll change before the end of the season too. But <laughs> Kevin Harvick is not. And and now, uh, I, I mean, still twelve to one to win the championship. But compared to forty, you know, two months ago, that's a drastic change. And with two wins, he's got that gives him ten playoff points. I mean, that moves him up from. Two weeks ago, before he won, he wasn't even in the playoffs. Now he'd be one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in the playoffs if they started today, which is, you know, out of 16 cars. Again, there, there's no mulligans or anything, but if you have a little bit of a cushion, then then that's a good good chance. And again, if he can get to Phoenix, you, you, so we've talked about all these places he's really good at, Michigan, that was one of our things. If you can get to Phoenix... That's the track that he has owned. He's got 18 top tens in a row. That streak is still currently going. And he's won there like 700 times. So, <laughs> dude, it, I'm going to be, yeah, 
Uh, I would love to be, I'm not a huge Kevin Harvick fan, but I'll be cheering for him that day with the tickets I'm sitting on for him. So, uh, (laughs) But yeah, getting a little uh, bit ahead of ourselves, but eh, I mean, look, man, that's that's why we do what we do. That's why we make the bets now, and it's why we made the bets back in February because you know this is a long season. We even said it in the beginning. This is a very long season. Lots of stuff can happen. We knew that it was going to take Kevin some time to get adjusted to this, and I mean, I'm telling you, he's dialed in now, and he's all sorts of happy. But we'll talk about more Kevin Harvick. After the break, is we got bets to break down, and there were a lot of good ones this weekend. So we'll we'll have fun breaking these ones down uh, as we always do. But first, let's tell you about when. Are you thinking of joining WinBet? Now's the perfect time. New customers, if you are one, if you bet a hundred dollars, you're going to get a one hundred dollar free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you got to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet. MLB Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open. It's 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Win also just released their first QB with five TD props bet. You want to jump all over that. So much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. If you're like me, you love shopping around for odds. If you're like me, you hate having 600 tabs open while you're shopping for odds. Well, guess what? Those days are over. Now, you can have one tab open, not just for your odds, ladies and gentlemen, but for the research to go along with your bets. The actual betting tracking itself, everything you need, it's self-contained in one single tab. What tab needs to be open, you ask me? OddsTrader.com. It is the only tab you will need open to research your bets, to figure out what you want to do with those bets, to find the lines for those bets on the over, under, the spreads, the money line. All that stuff is right there for you. You get player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. Come on, man. OddsTrader.com literally has everything for you. Plus, a bet tracker as well to keep track of those bets across the books. So again, it's the only place you will ever need to go now for all of your betting needs, especially NFL season right around the corner. You're going to place a lot of bets. You're going to need a way to keep track of them. You're going to need to research them. Go to oddstrader.com. Oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader, it's the number one site for all of your game day bets. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Best of all, it's free to offer or free to enter. Get in over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. The prizes have been announced. Winner take all. $500 and $250 gift card to the SGPN store. Use some of that $500 to rebet. Plus on top of what you won from these last couple of weeks too. I'm telling you right now, this was a hell of a weekend of racing for us once again we were sort of uh i mean we're getting dialed in next season cody 
beware of us because we are going to be so locked. I mean, we're already we're already doing well, but you know, I just feel like this this is starting to hit its stride now. And by the end of this year, people are eating steak, my friend. They're eating steak. Absolutely. I mean, this was the first week since Nashville where we didn't hit an outright winner, and it was still a very good positive week. We had tons of bets that still cashed some pretty good plus odds bets again that cover those bets you're putting in on the winners that that did miss so again we've talked about it so many times but but betting on on nascar and racing in general isn't just about betting the winner that's fun and and especially when you hit those 40 to ones the 25 to ones 10 to ones those are all great but where you're really going to make your money is the head-to-head matchups these group matchups these manufacturer to win bets stuff like that that that's going to be the things that keep you going on a week-to-week basis then when you do hit the 10 to ones the 25 to ones the 40 to ones that's just the gravy on top of that steak well the gravy on top it It starts with our first head-to-head in a very long time uh where we had ben rhodes and stuart friesen head-to-head Cody took the freezing side of it. I took the Ben Rhodes side of it. And this head-to-head, once again, proves always listen to Cody because uh, Cody won this one with freezing over Rhodes at minus 110. This just was not Ben Rhodes's day. He had trouble from the get-go. That truck was slow. Uh, so many things that were going wrong with him and the truck. He didn't even know, to be honest with you, I, especially after the interview or his after-interview. He had no clue what was going on with this truck. He couldn't figure it out. He just knew it was a bad day overall. So Rhodes finishes in 18th place uh, on the day. But Stuart Friesen, a top 10 truck, a top 5 truck for a lot of the the opportunity, but uh, fell to 11th after a couple of of restarts. But uh, yeah, Stuart Friesen wins the head-to-head, buddy. Yeah, and again, looking at this matchup head-to-head, like when you just look at it, Ben Rhodes against Friesen, kind of, you're kind of like, what? why not Ben Rhodes? But that's where I had went back, and in seven of the last eight races prior to this one, it had been Friesen beat him all those times. And Rhodes has just been struggling, and we saw it at IRP. He ended up finishing second, but it was a very false finishing number. <laughs> he, he didn't earn uh, – he finished second year and so whatever, but he wasn't a second-place truck the whole race. I mean – he lucked into it at the end. A bunch of cars pitted. He stayed out. Stuff worked out for him. He finished second. But, you know, with five laps to go, ten laps to go, he wasn't nowhere near second. He didn't have that good of a car or truck. And he just, again, for being last season's champion and on such a good team, it's been surprising. But the truck has not been there these last seven, eight, nine races. And Friesen had beat him seven of eight going into this race. And Friesen wasn't necessarily as good as I expected him to be. His result, I don't think was it as good as his truck really was, but uh, it was more just a fade on roads because he's not been performing well and it, it paid off again this week. You know, and sometimes that's the angle you got to take, right? I mean, that, that was how we rode the Denny Hamlin train for as long as we did is we were just fading Denny Hamlin. It wasn't necessarily that we thought the other driver was going to be a whole lot better. We were just fading Denny Hamlin. We were just saying, all right, you know, Denny Hamlin's going to suck today. So whatever driver we can get a- above him, let's take him. And so, yeah, that's, that's what it was. Man, that's been like one of our key things this year is being able to find the guys in the right spots. And you can't do the same thing all year. I mean, there's come a point where you could, you had to stop fading Denny Hamlin. And we really, we have now there was a head to head this week, but that was an odds based thing. We'll get into that in a few minutes, but, um, 
but but you got to find the the trends and the things it was reddick for a while he even though he was good every week and that made people want to bet him because oh he's good he looked good he was oh he, he should have won that race but he had a flat tire but something was always happening to him and we kept betting against him kept betting against him and he'd look good in three quarters of the race you're like why did i bet against him and then all of a sudden you're like oh that's why i bet against him because it was something to be wrong so again with the roads thing here it's just it hadn't been there other than that one second place which was kind of a false just looking at it on the surface didn't exactly tell you the story exactly uh well this is kind of another one that isn't going to exactly tell you the story in that your uh bet where you had zane smith over john hunter Nemechek, but boy i gotta tell you those those kbm trucks were just the class of the field tonight or last uh last week and just i mean again it was john hunter Nemechek finishing second um zane smith finishing ninth but you know again zane smith fast truck started sixth it just you know, it, it felt to me a lot like strategy got a, a involved in a lot of that. But moreover, it was literally just the person, the truck in front ran away with everything. And everybody else was sort of fighting around them to get it. And Zane Smith did well to finish ninth, but never really factored into the mix as much as, as anybody thought. But John Hunter Nemechek was always somewhere around the front. Maybe I mean, he only led one lap. So it wasn't as if he was in the front the whole time, but he was always right around the front. So yeah, this one was, it was John Hunter Nemechek's day. I mean, John Hunter's side of this was juiced up to minus 140 and the Zane Smith side was plus 110. So, I mean, my logic and reasoning was these are the top two favorites going into the race. If they're supposed to be that close, why is it so juiced to one side? Now that's that side that ended up paying off and good for it. But I still feel like you were getting value, getting a plus money number with two guys who should have been close together wasn't Zane Smith's day. And he didn't really compete all day. Like you said, and John Hunter looked good, but again, even though he looked good and he was up front, he still doesn't have that dominant truck that he did last year where he's leading a bunch of laps. You said he led one lap. So, I mean, his teammate led a ton of laps was up there all day, but John Hunter still again, looking good and getting some good runs, but he's not that dominant truck. He was, and I still don't think that minus 140 was would have been the way I would have picked going back now. So, again, missed it, but I feel like it was still the the reasoning we went with that side of it was was good. And, again, this one didn't pay off, but that'll happen. But, you know, if all things were equal, John Hunter did have to struggle a couple of times to get around and, and get back up to the front. So it wasn't necessarily as if it was clean sailing for him the whole way through. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. This this John Hunter started out the day not necessarily the great. He f- actually started in seventh, where Zane Smith started in sixth. So there was a one one spot difference yeah. between the and two. And uh, looking back too, I mean, it had been six or seven races. <laughs> the same thing with the freezing thing. Even though the John Hunter side, the name kind of makes you think, well, yeah, you should take that side. Six of the last seven races before that, it hadn't been. So the the trend they were on was Zane Smith was getting the better of them. And again, it, I mean, he just didn't have the truck this week. And those, I mean, those KBM trucks look good. Chandler Smith looked fast. He looked good. He might be somebody that really need to watch these playoffs because he's he's really getting into form here, winning two of the last three, I think now, and and looking really good. Now, granted, the trucks have a long break, quite a few weeks off before they race again now, but it's something to keep in mind is how well he's been running. Well, speaking of that, and and newly minted father as well, uh, Chandler Smith. We we had him in a head to head over Carson Hosevar, and obviously, uh, spoiler alert: Chandler Smith won 
the race. <laughs> Which, by the way, I did throw that out there on the podcast when we taught we were talking about it. I said, if you were into the narrative thing, he just became a dad. I should have went with the narrative and picked that, but I did not. But I did. Wa- I do want to say that I did mention it. Yes, you did, and I do remember that too. You're like, if you believe in the narrative, he's a new Remind dad. Remind me every time these guys become fathers, they win every freaking time. It- we just got to nail. From now on, that's just going to be an automatic new dad bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm adding a column on the sheet for that. You should. New dad special. <laughs> New dad special. Yeah, it just puts a little bit of lead in their foot, man. I don't know what it is. Yeah. A little, little uh, lift in their in their spirits. But uh, yeah, so we had uh, Chandler Smith over Carson Hosevar at minus 125. Obviously, Chandler Smith won. Carson Hosevar took strategy to get him to 10th place. His truck was not good all day long. He was mired in the top 15, top 20 for most of the race, and and he found his way up every once in a while. But, yeah, again, this was a, a pretty much a strategy call that get, got him into 10th place, uh, but still not good enough to beat the, the winner of the race who led 176 laps of the 250 total. The only other person to lead uh, that many laps was Ty Majeski, uh, who actually, I'll get to my next bet then. Ty Majeski, I had a, him as a top five finisher at minus 110. And Ty Majeski was third place in that. He led 73. He led that first stage. Was it first stage or second stage? I think it was the entire, it was the entire, first, entire stage. first stage. Yeah, yep. the entire first stage, man. And this is what I was saying. When, when the leader got out front, the leader got out front. Why? Because Chandler Smith held on to the lead the rest of the way. It was literally three leaders the entire race. And the only way that John Hunter Nemechek got one lap was on a restart. And that was it. And once Chandler Smith got that lead back, it was over. Yep. Yeah, it was a very follow the lead leader, <laughs> follow the leader guy. Yeah, it didn't change hands much. But jump, jumping ahead a little, I had Majeski to win also 8-1. to one. That looked good going into the weekend. He gets the pole. He starts up front, leads the entire first stage. Uh, I mean, he had a pretty good day. So he, yeah, he led the whole, the whole first stage and won it. He led 73 laps on the day. Again, one of three leaders. One of those leaders only led one lap. So eight to one. I feel like that was pretty good. Man, he's so freaking close to getting that first win. Just needs to get over the hump. But uh didn't was wasn't his day this time. But also I had Stuart Friesen top five plus one thirty. Again, we talked about it. He finished eleventh. I don't know. Looking back, this probably wasn't the best one just because there wasn't enough there. I, I really I had high hopes for Friesen and he just he had a decent truck for, for most of the race, but again just late restarts and stuff things kind of kind of got in his way but uh not not to be this time Majeski had a pit problem though too after the first stage that's really what kind of got him mired back in the field I say back in the field but it was like third place but that's still back enough to where Chandler Smith jumped out but yeah I mean and when it's hard to lead it's it's hard to get back past those guys mm -hmm. so I mean yeah and he finished fourth in stage two so then that, that's just putting you behind the eight ball. And now he, he came back up to third. I was hoping with, I think if we had got one more late restart, he would have had a chance, but uh, I think so too. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, again, it was just tough to, to make passes obviously on the leaders and with Ty Majeski losing the, the pit because of pits in, in the first stage, then that was pretty, I, and I knew, I knew once he came out on track and he wasn't in first place, I was like, yep, well, we're done. So, oh, well, uh, but I did have Grant Enfinger to win. Uh, as well, he finished fourth. But look, take this away from it, guys. 
listen to the finishing positions of of the folks that we picked to to win. Right uh, again, you uh, Cody picked Ty Majeski. Ty Majeski finished third. I picked Grant Enfinger. Enfinger finished fourth. We had picked Chandler Smith in a bet. We picked John Hunter Nemechek in a bet. Like all these guys finishing in the top four. Like we knew where the fast trucks was going to be. So luckily, most of it panned out for us. Obviously, the and again too with that, uh, Smith and Nemechek were very very low odds to win the race. I think they were three and four to one or something like that when we recorded. So yes, they won and got second, but obviously that would you know you cash that bet if you take it. But again. Value wise, wasn't a ton of value picking them with all the things that could go on. And then you, you know, eight to one finishes third, 12 to one finishes fourth, 50 to one finishes seventh. You can't tell me that's priced right. We, I had Matt Crafton at 50 to one and he finishes seventh. So again, I, I think we did a pretty good job with picking our winners and finding good value. Again, eight to one and third, 12 to one and fourth. Those guys are right there. One more late caution, one mistake from those two front leaders. And they're easily, or has Majeski doesn't have a pit mistake. Maybe he leads all but one lap in that race. You never know. So, so I think we were definitely on track. And again, the favorites kind of got first and second this week, which happens. And again, sometimes it is best to bet on the favorites and it would have worked out this time, but I feel like our process was still good. And obviously we picked some pretty good guys being up there in the mix and right behind those favorited guys to win. Indeed. I said it in a tweet earlier. You know, sometimes the boring plays are the ones that are going to cash for you. I mean, they're not sexy and they may not get clicks, but are you, do you want clicks or do you want money in your bank account? That's all I'm asking. You know, that's, at the end of the be day, my NASCAR cup series pick this week, just a FYI. <laughs> well, let's move on to the recap of the Richmond race for the cup race. Uh, again, a lot of fun in that one. More, more lead changes, not necessarily a lot more than the Xfinity race, but uh, we had Joey Logano jumping out and leading 222 laps in this race. How insane is that? Like, and and he started in 17th and led 222 laps. Uh, Ross Chastain led 80. Kevin Harvick led 55. Denny Hamlin led 22. And Kyle Larson led 11. Everybody else just sort of trickled in. Ricky Stenhouse led six uh, because of him staying out. Uh, then Cole Custer led two because Ricky Stenhouse pitted and then Elliot and Blaney picked up uh, a lap led as well. But, uh, yeah, this race, man, again, Kevin Harvick coming through for win number two on the season back to back. I'm telling you, everybody look out. Happy Harvick is happy again. He's content. He's now in the playoffs for sure. I'm, you gotta be locked in at this point and, yep. uh, and looking ahead to making some serious noise heading into the the playoff rounds. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, shout out to, to my guys, the garage guys. They were all over Logano early in the week, and I just I did not see that. And he qualified poorly, and it was like, yeah, you know. He shot like a freaking cannon when they had a couple restarts there. He just jumped through the field. And then, yeah, I mean, leading all those laps, my, I ended up having a pretty good DFS day and, and cash pretty big, but – like the whole race, I had like second, third, fifth, sixth in the race, all just running there. And I'm like, Joey's getting all these fucking laps led. If one of my guys was just in front of him getting all these laps led, I'd be making so much more. But uh, I, I didn't see that coming from Joey. And again, he's he, we've talked about him a couple times this season where he just jumps up out of nowhere. All of a sudden, he's good. He's either really good or he's not good at all. He's just 
there's no in between with him. So it's hard to to go with him, but uh, he looked good. I thought for sure he was going to win that race for a long time there. But uh, yeah, Harvick again, little pit strategy. I think he pitted a lap earlier, maybe, and that was kind of the difference. And then he overtook him and and didn't look back. He did not. Well, let's get right to the bets because Harvick is pretty much a factor in a lot of our early bets yeah, here. We, we were all over him early. All over him. Harvick over <laughs> Byron. Win. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, yeah, exactly. Well, look, I, I said it in a tweet. I was a little scared to give him back to back because yep. you know my heart lies with Harvick, but still, right. I'm trying to give good well, advice. It's hard to do. I, I don't. Have we seen a back to back winner this year? I don't think we have. No, he's the so, first. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, first bet, I had Kevin Harvick over William Byron. Minus 120. Again, we talk about Harvick. Even when I was on the he wasn't going to win train, he gets good finishes every week. He's reliable. He's good. You knew it was going to happen. Obviously, when you finish first, it's hard for anybody else to beat you, so that makes it easy. Uh, William Byron, we talked about it. He finished third here in the spring. That was kind of a not super accurate result based on some things happened late in the race. Plus, he was on a hot streak then. He was kind of on a cooler streak now. He wasn't really in the play all day. He finished 11, so a decent day for him, but uh, nowhere close to Harvick. So at minus 120, that was that was a pretty easy cash there. Really easy cash. But what pissed me off is we had Byron in another bet, and I had Bubba Wallace over Byron. Uh, Byron was a lap down at one point, and and really just he was back in the pack, very very far back in the pack. But he salvaged his day. And and Bubba Wallace, you know, at, for as bad as as he said he did, uh, he, he was in thirteenth. He finished thirteenth, uh, but he was a, a ahead of Byron all day, <laughs> all day for the most part until like the last, uh, I would say the last restart or so where Bubba Wallace finished or, or was right behind him. But look, Byron finished eleventh, Wallace finished thirteenth, and it was flip flopped all day long until Byron's crew. Uh, got him in front of Wallace and and basically things, stayed. Things there. really got shook up at the end there too because for a long time there was like twelve cars on the lead lap and that was it. Then at one point we had a couple quick cautions and all of a sudden he had like eighteen nineteen guys back on the lead lap. But uh, yeah, for a long time it was not many cars on the lead lap, which which looked good when when your guys were you know somebody's lap down you got them in head to head and your guys on the lead lap that feels good, but. Uh, I think you're on the right track here, especially with the way Bubba's been running lately. He missed it by a little bit, but uh, he was running good all day, so I think I would take that one again. Well, there's a couple of slow pit stops for Bubba, too, so, I mean, it was it was not necessarily all his fault. And then, of course, just the racing got kind of intense back there with the three wide and, and some of the, the stuff that was going on, especially after restarts. It was just tough to keep it up, so, yeah, it was tough. Uh, all right, you had Harvick over Denny Hamlin. At plus money, come on! Dude. So I looked, I looked back because I knew I wrote something funny on my notes. When, when I'm making these, writing out these bets, I, I like to make a couple of notes with them. And I wrote, so it was Kevin Harvick over Denny Hamlin. It was plus two fifteen, and on the Denny side of things, it was minus two fifty five. And I just wrote what with two question marks, LOL, and value. Like what? What the hell are we doing? Why? I and we talked about this on the thing. I mean, I said I was big on Hamlin. I was close to picking Hamlin to win the race. I thought he was going to be good. You know, we we knew he would run good here. He's always run good here. He did it earlier earlier this year where he won the race, and he did run good. He was fourth, so he had a great day. But plus two fifteen, 
on a head to head when these guys are so close together each and every week. More races, there's been more races where Harvick has beaten Hamlin than the other way around. So you already got that built in with all the problems Hamlin's had. Now, lately, they've kind of figured things out, but that still kind of hangs in the balance sometimes. Again, we talked about it. He's been the most penalized driver on pit road. 31 pit or yeah, 31 penalties on pit road between driver, between crew, the whole team. And and Harvick is just the most reliable guy. He's always going to be top five, top eight, top ten at the worst each and every week. You're going to get a consistent finish. So this was a no-brainer from the value side of things, let alone Harvick then going out and winning this race. That made it look even more silly. But I just and they've already put out lines for this week and i just looked right away because if there's another one that's this ridiculous just take it especially at a road course but I, what were they doing when they set this line why were these guys ha- matched up head to head and why was it so ridiculous like this the toyota narrative probably overshadowed everything that because even well, the announcers I, were were pumping yeah, it again when we get into the manufacturer but we'll talk about that exactly because yeah. you know another place that paid off for us but Man, it just, I don't know. I And, you know, we talked about it too. We thought Toyotas were going to be good, but so much value in a bet like that. And even had Hamlin finished fourth and Harvick finished fifth, I would have been plenty happy taking a bet like that, even losing it because so much value on that side of it. And for him to just come out and win like that, man. But again, this is where, and especially early in the week, when, when we record our shows and when we put out these lines, that that's the time to grab stuff like that because that's just an egregious mistake and people people were figuring it out quickly i saw articles and stuff uh you know uh, people saying you gotta pounce on this and and that that moves lines quickly so luckily we were one of the first on it and and hopefully everybody took it because that was just man sometimes you catch them sleeping and this was a, a very clear case of that i think i'm sure the books are feeling good about themselves too with Denny Hamlin starting third and Kevin starting 13th. They're probably like, ha, ha, ha. But yeah, guess what? These idiots. All <laughs> these idiots uh, bet on this side of this thing. What a dummies. Yeah, you're the dummy. So, <laughs> uh, all right. We weren't dummies for taking this bet either, and that was Ryan Blaney over Ross Chastain. Never really in doubt. I mean, look, Chastain looked like he could play up front. I mean, he, he started second, right? And and it was if we thought he was going to shoot out, and he, he did. He led 80 laps. And we were like, okay, well, okay, Chastain's probably gonna gonna get this one. But then he just got mired up. It was almost like a Ty Majeski type of a situation where a mistake obviously put him in the wrong position, and then he just kind of cost himself the rest. He was falling off and bumping and banging and and pissing people off left and right. So yeah, this just was not Ross Chastain's day. By the end of it, started second, finished 18th, whereas Ryan Blaney finished in 10th, right where he started. So. Uh, yeah, and, and for Blaney, we'll talk about it a little more uh, when we talk about the winners. This just uh, it just was not the day that it, really we were hoping for out of Blaney. He didn't have the speed. He had a good car. He had a top 10 car, but he just did not have the speed that his other Ford buddies had and and the rest of those those Chevrolets. Especially on there. a day when Ford was so good. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Man, it you would have thought it would have went his way more, and it just, I mean... We just talked about Joey Logano, his teammate, how good he was. That's what we expected from Blaney. That's what I that's what I thought was gonna happen. And it did. Can real quick, can we talk about Kyle Larson too? I'm ready to hit the red alert button. Comes out, gets the pole, doesn't even lead the first lap of this thing. Nowhere to be seen the rest of the day. 
finishes all the way back in 14th. I'm yep, I'm a Kyle Larson fan. I'm starting to panic now because what the hell's going on with that team? I mean, he won 10 races last year. He's been nowhere to be seen for a majority of the season. He got a couple of wins. I think he won two races early in the season, but maybe just one. But uh, it's just the one, yeah. Yeah, just the one. And I think that was the second race of the year. And we're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be one of those seasons again. And then just nothing from him. And, man, I, yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought this was going to be the week. I, I went pretty good on him in DFS because I was like, man, starting first. Kyle Larson's back. We're going to see he's going to come out and lead 200 laps. And he just – and there was even – yeah, I almost led someone astray in the Discord by telling him to, to bet on him instead of Chastain uh, to win stage one. Luckily, he didn't listen to me, and he cashed anyways. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't – just panic for Kyle Larson. But, anyways, back back to the bets. Uh, Kyle Busch over Martin Truex Jr., plus 100. Uh, this one missed just by a little bit. Uh, Truex finished seventh. Kyle Busch finished ninth. Again, plus money on this for Kyle Busch. It, it didn't make sense, and I still think it was a good bet. Now, Busch did not qualify well at all. He started 29th. That probably attributed to to some of his issues. Truex started sixth. Um, Kyle Busch just, man, I, I don't know. I While we're talking about it, I picked him to win 7-1. He's, he's won a bunch here. He's run really well here, and we thought maybe we'd see it from him, but – I I'm starting to think maybe all this contract stuff, this ride stuff is getting to him in the car. You know, we think that he's a guy that can just put it away and get in that car and race. And I'm starting to wonder if that's not the case anymore. I do think he would have finished ahead of Truex had he not gotten taken out, had he not gotten chastained. But, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, well, I guess. So, I, again, I, I plus money. Truex was on the negative money side of this. Uh, I, I definitely wouldn't have liked that side. And, again, Trix was a favorite to win this race, and he was nowhere to be found. He started sixth and finished seventh, and that's basically where he was all day. He was never a, in the fa a factor in this. And again, if you're a Truex fan, that's also a red alert button because this is a track he's done really well at. Toyota's done well at. Gibbs has done well at. And he just had no speed. Uh, I mean, sixth qualifying is decent, but, but no speed in the race at all. Um, and just kind of hung there all day and didn't really do much with it. So... Again, a plus money. I felt like it was a good good side of the matchup. Came out just a bit short, but uh, I think a couple things would have been different, and, and we could have cashed that up. Yeah, I mean, for Kyle, it, it really was a disappointing day because he didn't have – I mean, he had to start in the back of the field. Obviously, for him, charging up, that was impressive. And if you had him in DFS – you were happy, happy. Yep. He was a great DFS play on oh, the day, yeah. 20 points and, for differential, yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great day for for him from that aspect, but yeah, not for the day. And again, I think it could have been better, but just when you start back with those guys, stuff goes wrong and bad early. You get beat around, banged. Up. I mean, we saw him and Ty Gibbs. Man, they were Ty Gibbs was racing. That, that almost looked like Ty Gibbs was auditioning for that eighteen car right there. Like, look, I can drive just as good as this guy can. He wasn't taking no shit from him, so that was. That was an interesting little thing to see during the race there, but uh, although I was, I thought to myself, that's rather strange of you to be beating and banging on your on your grandfather's car yeah, like the that. Car your grandpa owns, but like, I gotta get his, gotta get grandpa's attention, right? Yeah, wake up, <laughs> wake up, pop pop! I, I'm gonna take this car away. Yeah, that's right. I, so, um, yeah, I mean, again, Truex, he limped his retired self above, 
for the win. Uh, but we did cash this one, and that was Harvick to win Group C because, well, Harvick won the whole damn thing. So, obviously, he beat every driver out there in Group C. Uh, and and honestly, I can't remember who else was in Group C because I, I didn't go back and look again. But Because I was like, who cares? He won the whole thing. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter because he won. So, he beat them all. He did. Yeah, I don't remember who all was in that one either. But, uh, again, it don't matter because he won the race. So. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Uh, but I know that was plus money. I do know that. I remember that was a good good plus bet. So uh, we won you money yeah. there. Yeah, I think you're well. at plus 240, plus 250 on that. Correct. Yep. And then. So, yep. Uh, ju- yeah. Jumping over my next one. Ford to win this race. Plus 430. We talked about it. Another just straight value. What? What? What, what are we doing here? Again, we thought Toyota was going to be good. We thought Toyota was going to be fast. They've only got six cars in the field, and one of them is a not even a full time guy because he's out. Like, so that already puts them at a disadvantage. Yes, they did have some of the best cars, but it, it just this was way mispriced. Again, we hit it last week. We, you gave it out, and we hit it with Harvick. We did it again this week because of Harvick. Um, but Ford looked good. I mean, Joey Logano led a majority of that race in a Ford. Five of the top 10 cars were all Fords. At one point, I think Ford like first through sixth or something. It was something ridiculous. And it was just like, wow, what a Ford day. And, and so again, we're digging deep for you and finding these good value bets. We didn't hit an outright winner, but when you're hitting a plus 430 on the weekend without hitting the winner, that's a pretty good weekend. And that that can cover up a lot of stuff and, and make your day a lot better. And so again, it just... Sometimes, even if you think, I mean, we were on the Toyota narrative too. We said Toyota was going to be good. We thought Toyotas would probably win this race, but too much value to leave something like this on the board, not throw something on it. And again, two weeks in a row, it paid off for us. I saw some of you guys tailed that one as well as Harvick to win Group C. So congratulations to those of you who cashed uh, because that's a lot of fun. Uh, I think we even might have had a few people. I didn't see any tickets, but in the Discord, a few people were all about Harvick. So I don't. I think we might have had a few people that jumped on him to win after we talked him up. So hope so. We'll take we'll take credit for that. Yeah, pat pat everybody on the back and then <laughs> ourselves too. Uh, all right, let's Good just job. round out the last few bets. Obviously, we talked a lot about these ones anyways. Uh, there was no 16th new winner this season, unfortunately. Uh, that was just a fun little one to toss out if Blaney would have won. But Blaney did not win because I gave him out. And then uh, you actually doubled up on Blaney. We, we, had the, we both co-signed on Blaney. And it, this is the last time we co-signed on anybody together. Right? Yeah, it was our first time and last time picking the same guy to win the race. We thought, we time, thought it was time. good, but uh, <laughs> didn't happen this time. And then, of course, I had Kyle Busch. We already talked about that. Again, yeah, we just we missed it on the outrights this week, but uh, that's all right because we're going to hit them this weekend at Watkins Glen. Well, and that's what we'll talk about. We'll give a little bit of a preview for Watkins Glen. For those of you who may be relatively new to the sport, we always give a little bit of a preview to the track we're heading to, and it is Watkins Glen for the gold bowling at the Glen 250. And uh, uh, it's not 250. It's just gold bowling at the Glen. I'm already ahead of myself. Whatever. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get back from the break. But let's uh, pay a couple of bills. So before we do, let's talk about Sleeper. 
It's the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. I know you got leagues on there. I got leagues on there. Cody's got leagues on there. So many of the SGPN nation have leagues on there. I use it for mine. They just passed 4 million users. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing in their new over-under game first in any sport. Choose two or more players that you like. Pick the over and the under. And if you pick correctly, you're going to win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. And the main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper, it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. Stop what you're doing! Download the Sleeper app now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, you can join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match that first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I love coffee. I'm, I'm going to say it. I do. I love coffee. And the reason I love coffee the most is because I got Trade Coffee. And Trade connects me with the freshest and best tasting coffee that I've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. It's delivered straight to me and I get exactly the amount that I need, the flavor that I need, because it is matched to me by all of the folks over there at Trade Coffee. All you got to do to jump in with this with me is answer a couple of questions. You're going to get your own personalized variety of coffee delivered fresh to you as often as you like man you get freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters and they're all small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to substantially source their greatest beans from around the world and it's sustainably it does that too so right now Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started today by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP. Let Trade Coffee find you a coffee that you are going to love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. Look, I know... I know gas prices are starting to come down. I get it. But it's still expensive as hell to put gas in that tank. You don't have a gas tank guy just popping a gas can in your in your car or truck or whatever and fill it up and then drive off. No, no. You got to put it in the pump yourself and you got to pay for it. That gets expensive. I'm telling you right now. And if you could ask yourself, future self, for something, maybe you'd ask them, for a little money, right? A little borrow a little cash, get you a little extra gas. Now you can with Dave. Dave is the banking app that you can get $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill up your tank, maybe buy a wedding gift as this season closes for weddings or catch up on some of those bills that you've been letting pile up and maybe using to prop up your chair. You can finally tackle those expensive that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app and you can get financial relief with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, you need some extra cash, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Go download the Dave app now from the App Store. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Future, you will also be paying attention to the New York greater area that houses the Watkins Glen track. It is a road race, yet another one in this schedule. And 
you know, Cody, here's the thing about road races, right? And and I know when we get into the overall bets, uh, there'll be one name that you're pretty much just going to give out. Matter of fact, why don't we just make every one of your bets involve him and, and we'll just call it good, right? Yeah, just uh, bet every Chase Elliott bet on the board this week and it'll be fine. Every single Chase Elliott bet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> do do that at your own risk. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing. We talk about road racing, talk about uh, ex- exactly what <laughs> what Cody just said as far as who to, who to be the favorite for this. But we've seen a lot of different winners in road races now. We thought we would see Chase Elliott run away with all of them. We thought we'd see Kyle Larson run away with all. Instead, we get Tyler Reddick, we get Ross Chastain, we get all sorts of different uh, interesting Suarez. winners. Daniel Tyler Reddick has done. Tyler Reddick's won back-to-back road course races. Maybe he's the new Chase Elliott of road courses. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. But yeah, again, we've we've gotten all these different winners um and and so it kind of throws a little wrench right into into what we think we know which is why when we start digging into these lines and, and the early lines are already in, and I mean, no surprise, Cody, who's the favorite? <laughs> wow, Chase Elliott, look at that. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what do they got him at I'm right actually kind of surprised. I mean, two, almost, you kind of expect Tyler Reddick to be the favorite. But one thing I have noticed here with the lines, so, so Chase Elliott plus 500, Tyler Reddick plus 600, then it's Kyle Larson at plus 900, Chastain and Cindric at plus at 10 to 1. So it used to be, I mean, you were getting like plus 300, plus 400, plus 500. Like you'd have five, six, seven guys up there. Now, why is AJ Allmendinger's 15 to one? Are you kidding me? Spoiler alert. (laughs) No, you know what? Mona's bet of the week. AJ Allmendinger, he's my recap show pick. 15 to (laughs) one. Are you kidding me? What are we doing? That's with no research at all, but, uh, yeah, geez, you got to put a little something on that. That's ridiculous. I just noticed that. Anyways, well, but you are getting more value at the top of the board than you were before because we have seen, we cashed it earlier this season, twice this season on road courses. We've So, yes, I do love Chase Elliott on road courses. Yes, I'm probably going to put some on him because I can't help myself. But I gave out Ross Chastain 40 to 1 on a road course earlier this season, cashed it. Gave out Tyler Reddick 25 to 1 on a road course earlier this season cashed it and in the Tyler Reddick one I gave out Chase Elliott as well and he finished second so there's a there's a method to my madness I'm not just a Chase Elliott fanboy although I can be that sometimes <laughs> so Ricky Stanhouse at 500 to one that right that's what we're doing we're chasing that. <laughs> hey you know why, uh, why, I'm why just saying, he let it he was up front uh <laughs> sure at 25 to one man there's some juicy stuff this week there really is I can't wait to dig in I like it already <laughs> uh look at some of the past winners of this track uh and and look for the go bowling at the at the Glen, it's 90 laps on a 2.450 mile road course. Good for 220 and a half miles. Uh, took a look at what happened last year at this race. There was what seven lead changes, and the margin of victory between Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott was about two and a half seconds. Go back and look at some of the winners. Last season, it was Kyle Larson completing the dominating season just all over the place. Back-to-back for Chase Elliott in 2019-2018, Martin Truex in 2017, Danny Hamlin in 2016, Joey Logano in 2015, Almondinger did it in 2014, Kyle Busch did it in 2013, and then Marco Sambrosi, 2012 and 2011. But wait. That, man, that one of those races was a good one. Really good. You got to go watch the replay. Kyle Busch was leading on the last lap. I think Brad Keselowski dumped him. 
And then Kozlowski and Ambrose like just battled it out like the last half a lap, which is like a mile and a half. And, and like just through corners, like both of them going in the grass, beating and banging and sliding all over the track. And Ambrose got him at the end. It was, yeah, one of the all-time like great last lap finishes in NASCAR. It was amazing. Well, and I said Ambrose. I'm in CFL mode. I see that, and I see Ambrosi because that's a Canadian thing. Uh, but the, the year before that, Juan Pablo Montoya, 2010. Love me some Juan Pablo Montoya. Uh, okay, so real quick, uh, Juan Pablo Montoya, uh, Marcos Ambrose, some former F1 open wheel guys. Oh, you're going to do it. There is, for the first time in NASCAR history, seven countries being represented this weekend. First of all, there's 39 cars on the entry list, which freaking amazing. I hope that we go back to 43 here soon because those were the good days. But 39 cars, first of all, is great. So obviously the United States represented by a majority of the field. Uh, Mexico is represented by Daniel Suarez. Uh, Laura Sesmans is from Belgium. Daniel Kaivat, Kaivat is from Russia. Uh, Kimi Rikkinen, something like that. Formula One champion is from Finland. You got Mike uh, Rockenfeller from Germany and Kyle Tilly from the United Kingdom. So seven different countries being represented this weekend. That is super awesome to see. NASCAR, I mean, they've it, it's really, really opened up, obviously. It, it started off as a very redneck southern sport and all that, but they've come so far and included so many people. We've seen guys like Juan Pablo, like, Marcos Ambrose come over from those other kinds of racing and have success in NASCAR and sustained careers, which has been great to see. This new car has really opened up some of these other guys coming in. So uh, obviously, uh, Kimmy has he's in the the track house car. So we've seen that track house car win a couple times on road courses already this season with Chastain and Suarez. So I don't know if I'm going that far with him yet, but um, great to see so many of these guys and legends and other forms of racing and open wheel racing and all these other things they've raced in coming to NASCAR. They want to race in NASCAR with the big guys on the big stage on Sunday. And so it's, it's great for the sport. And again, it brings in some of the international flavor. You're going to get more viewers from there and stuff like that. And so any growth to the sport like that is good growth. And I love, love, love seeing that seven countries being represented absolutely amazing makes for a great crossover right go listen to the f1 gambling podcast as well uh we'll probably be talking about that when we when we start talking uh f1 this week as well because guess what there's no race yet so we have to fill out the air somehow so we'll, we'll go down we'll get the translators to give us the correct pronunciation of these names and then yeah, that's that's you know. something i struggle with <laughs> uh, well that's all right you know <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, to me, I, I saw that story and I was like, hell yeah, because that's, that means we're going to get a lot more, hopefully eyeballs on these F1 racers. I got to think that these guys are going to do great. I mean, I know stock car and open wheel are, are two completely different disciplines and just to, to have the weight of the stock car versus the absolute freeness of your open wheel car, it will, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it, but I'm excited to watch that play out. I'm excited to watch them get some road racing in because, you know, Watkins Glen is always a fun race as well. Uh, but when you when you start to put different folks in the car, I, I wouldn't call them road course ringers yet. 
but you know, they, they know their way around the twists and turns of a track that's not oval. So yeah, that's going to be a, a lot of fun, which is why I'm glad you brought it up. Cause I, if you would, if you didn't, I was going to, I definitely noticed that there was all those guys entered into the race. Yeah, and then you got a guy like Joey hand as well. We've seen him on a few road courses. He's in a Rick Ware car. So, you know, it's not necessarily always been the best, but he's got some decent finishes. He's, he's just a, a road racing guy race, you know, in Le Mans and formula BMW cars and grand ams and star Mazdas, like, all this different style of racing. And again, he's another guy that, that is crossing over and doing the NASCAR stuff. So it's, it's great to see the crossover and as guys who have gotten into F1 a lot, even though we're NASCAR guys at the core, check out the the F1 gambling podcast, of course. Um, but it, it's great to see all the crossover and, and all the exposure and, and seeing what these guys that have been so good. I mean, a formula one, world champion is going to race in nascar like let's see. obviously he was pretty good in formula one let's see what he can do in, in a nascar stock car it's great to see well we'll uh we'll probably break a couple of those odds down just to see what they got out there once the mo- more odds start breaking down in the books obviously the outrights are here well you know we just gave you a little flavor of of what to expect but we'll go deeper and we'll dive deeper tomorrow as we always do on our tuesday show but Cody, again, we had a great week of racing, a great outcome. Uh, thank you guys all so much for for hanging with the show and for having as much fun as you do laying down the bets because we've said it all season long. It literally is for you. And to watch you guys cash tickets and the excitement level of, of you guys being able to tail some of our, our better bets and, and win, you know, that that's all we can ask for. And we're just grateful that you guys continue to give us the platform to do it. So... As we wrap it up, Cody, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yes, everything you just said, Rod. You can find me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, again, tons of stuff there. I got some NFL stuff that's come out recently. IndyCar's back this weekend. Uh, F1's off, but we'll have another episode of the F1 Gambling Podcast. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, Darius Butler, nine-year NFL vet, uh, guy who's on like Pat McAfee's show, uh, all, all kinds of Jim Rome, all that stuff all the time. So super, super freaking cool guy to talk to. I got a little Patriots talk in there because I'm a big Patriots fan and, and he was drafted by them. So uh, we talked a little, a little football there too, but it was a great conversation. And, and, you know, he, like us, someone that's newer to F1. So even if you're not into F1 yet, check it out. Maybe that'll be enough to, to push you over, over the hump and get you in on it. So check that out. But yeah, find me on Twitter. At Husker underscore Zeb, you see all my work there. I'll have an article for Xfinity later in this week with the Garage Guys out, um, and, and then follow the show as well on Twitter at NASCAR Gambling. Indeed, there's room in the grandstands for you guys. I'm telling you right now, jump in. Uh, oh yeah, and by the way, we're probably going to start releasing the F1 only on the F1 feed now that it is live. So make sure you uh, subscribe to that F1 feed as well. Again, we're an all-service motorsports uh, team here at the SGPN and. We wouldn't have it any other way. So follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez, And of course, jump in that Discord. Jump in and talk about everything from NASCAR to F1, Fat Guy Food Aisle, whatever you want to get in on. Uh, hang out with us at the bar. Doesn't matter. Anyways. Fantasy uh, football. Fantasy football. Oh, yeah. That thing. Oh, yeah. That happens. <laughs> whatever. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Till tomorrow when we start breaking down the bets, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>